Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Sassel. Hello, Lucy. What a week. It has been Census Day. It has, hasn't it, Olivia? What a monumentous day for us all. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I popped the champagne, got out the banners and uh, had the balloons flying. I hope you did too for Census Day 2021. Imagine that like Census Day is like the new Halloween. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have nothing else to do but celebrate made up days. And I think every day is a national day. Let me see what the national day is today. Oh, absolutely. Please do. There is, it is, every day is a national day because, um, or at least an international day, because I used to Google this at my old work to try and think of what to tweet. (laughs) It certainly is. A national day or international day of something all the time. Ooh, so there are a few days today and I will tell you what they are. So first of all, see if see if any of these chime for you. I think possibly some of them will. The first is National Bavarian Crepes Day. Would love. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, specifically, specifically Bavarian. Yes, only Bavarian. I'm I'm sure the other crepes have their own days. And then we've got National West Virginia Day. I don't really know that much about West Virginia, apart from like it's in that Country Road song. Yeah. So, you know, the the main thing I know about it is like, you know, the McElroys who make those podcasts that we listen to sometimes that I talk about sometimes. They're yes. all from Huntington, West Virginia. So that's like the main thing I know about West Virginia is them. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, yeah I which thinking- I like. I like to know. I was thinking about them the other day because I always like to think about what um, Rachel Sperling is doing these days. Recognising game, probably. (laughs) Most probably. And then um, finally, the last national day that is today is National Goof Off Day. Oh, that's nice. Have you done any goofing off today, would you say? Um, I mean, it's it's a bit of a funny one having a goof off day on a Monday because that's not normally like a goofing off kind of day out of all of the days i'd say yeah i'd say of all days of the week probably the least goofy on a monday yeah i think it's i think it's the least goofy actually tuesday is probably my least goofy because when i have my most meetings oh i choose but you know my my theory on tuesdays and how they're the worst day of the week so um yeah tuesdays are i'm more prone to goof off on tuesday though because i don't agree with tuesdays but yeah monday very was i goofy at all today no (laughs) i was not uh, not at all, really. <laughs> I'm not allowed to be goofy in my current position, so my least goofy position. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure you will live to goof another day in your future roles, Lucy. Oh, thank you so much. Can't wait. <laughs> and um, longing for it and living for it. Yeah, I was going to say if you want that to be your living and longing for this week, then that would be great. <laughs> but yeah, before we before we get into it, I just wanted to give um, another big thank you to our guest from last week, Laura Kay, for joining us on the podcast to talk about the split. It was really great to have her on. As we said last week, the book is now out in hardback, so you can go out and buy it slash just order it on your computer or on your phone and um, read it because it's it's a great time and it's um, it was really nice to have someone else on the podcast and it made me feel revived I'm looking forward to Eurovision I'm looking forward to Dempsey's I'm looking forward to happy times being here again like will they ever come maybe hopefully I don't know yeah it did feel um it felt very hopeful to like speak to somebody and talk about like you know reminisce about things and then look forward to things um and you know I believe they you know they will come at some point when that point is who knows who can say I wouldn't want to try and say but 
I do believe they will come again. And yeah, it was really nice to have her on. And yeah, everyone should get out reading Split. It's also available in ebook, which I, I realized we didn't know, uh, did not mention on the pod as well. So you can get it in hardback if you want a hard copy, or you can buy it as an an, e- an ebook on your Kindle or whatever, whatever reading device you choose to use. Very gorgeous. And other than rereading the Split, Lucy, which I'm sure you'll be doing, what are you living and longing for this week? Okay, so. <laughs> So I was actually quite sort of struggling to think of some living and longings this week, but um, I saw a tweet today, uh, which just made me laugh so much that I was like, you know what, I'm living for this and I'll bring this to the pod. So it was a tweet that was somebody retweeting an image um, from a uh, weekend paper supplement um, and it's an interview sort of piece. Um, you know, Life in the Day. I can't remember what what that's from, but it's from Life of the Day uh, and it was and it's Orlando Bloom, right? And it just made me laugh so much. It it reads like a spoof of what a life in the day of like a, a like Hollywood actor would be. I'll just read a couple of bits that are just so funny to me. So um, he says, <laughs> by 9 a.m. it's breakfast, which is usually porridge, a little hazelnut milk, cinnamon, vanilla paste, hazelnuts, goji berries, a vegan protein powder, and, the P- and a cup of PG tips. I'm 90% plant-based, so I'll only eat a really good piece of red meat maybe once a month. I sometimes look at a cow and think, that's the most beautiful thing ever. At some point in time, we'll look back and not be able to believe we used to eat meat. <laughs> it's just so funny. And then <laughs> my other favorite bit that he wrote was, um, then I'll have a shower and get dressed. I like to make an effort, no tracksuit bottoms. I have a deal with Amazon where I work on projects exclusively for them. I spend a lot of my time dreaming about roles for myself and others for minorities and women. I'm trying to be a voice for everybody. <laughs> it just... It's like it's like it's like a caricature of himself, and I've I've always been like intrigued by Orlando Bloom as a, as a human being. Like, what is he really like? What is his what is his life like? Who who is this man who like was in Lord of the Rings and was somebody who I like loved as a child because I was like obsessed with Lord of the Rings, and now um is like going out with Katy Perry and has a baby with her. Like, who is it? Who is this man? Like, how has this happened? Um, and I just I can very much uh if you want a little laugh, just if you Google it, if you put it in Twitter, Orlando Bloom life in the day a day a life a life in the day is what it's called which is weird um so just google it it's very funny read it i just can't believe uh how how funny it it was for me and and he has like they're like words of wisdom bits on the side and they're all just like the most basic things ever so he's like what i wish i'd known is it's a marathon not a sprint (laughs) just just you know so basic so it's almost like someone's done like it's like it's like a bot version of like filling out the this this interview um and it just made me laugh a lot and uh, it's nice to have something to brighten your monday uh so uh that is what i'm living for believe it or not god i think um poor orlando is trying to be a, a man of all things to all people at all times and it sounds quite stressful but i love that he's 90 percent plant-based eating four steaks a month or whatever he said he was doing <laughs> um yeah he's right a bit, a bit of an enigma isn't he because he kind of like fell off the face of the earth then the next thing we knew he was married to katie they all married aren't they i don't know anyway with katie they're, perry. Uh, they're engaged i think right with katie perry they've had this baby but then like just before that i think because they were together and they maybe they separated and then before they got back together again i'm probably making all this up or whatever don't sue me the house of bloom perry but anyway um wasn't he doing some kind of like theater in education program and he was just like turning up in schools in like croydon and it was like orlando bloom was casually there 
Did you ever read about that? Uh, no, I actually haven't heard of that. Um, but I'm very intrigued because he is an enigma to me. So, um, and it doesn't surprise me at all. I'm very sure that is something he could be involved in. And what are you longing for this week, Lucy? Well, it has been a struggle to think of something. And I suppose, um, as we mentioned earlier, I am longing to goof off once again. But um, I'm sure that I'll make time for that in my future. But um, aside from that, I guess it's just a little thing. I know we've said we were longing from it for it before, but it was a long time ago. And um, by the time this episode comes out, it will actually be out. And that is obviously because we're huge, massive fans. Cannot wait for finally Little Nas X's Call Me By Your Name to come out this Friday, the 26th of March. Fully titled Montero, Call Me By Your Name. I just think we've waited long enough um, and we cannot we cannot wait any longer. We don't have to. And by the time you hear this, we will have heard that and we'll be very pleased about it. So that's oh. what I'm looking for he needs to stop and he needs to never stop because it's too much and it's also never enough cannot wait exactly and that that's exactly who you want to be in the public eye (laughs) you want to be both too much and never enough (laughs) yeah have you you watched Lil Nas X on Hot Ones no I don't think I have oh it's a good watch I would recommend it for like bedtime blue light when you're not supposed to be on your phone but you are anyway I'll get that lined up um what are you living along for this week well, I have to be living for because I would not be doing my due diligence as um, somebody who was tuning in to the new series of Line of Duty on Sunday night if I did not mention the burgeoning lesbian storyline that is going to happen between Kate and the new boss, Joanne. It's going to happen. We've been wanting this to happen for many a series. It hasn't happened. It's going to happen everybody and it is very exciting friend of the podcast Carrie Lyle um who was a guest um earlier this year tweeted a screenshot of um the pair from Line of Duty saying I'm going to tell my kids this was Ellen and Portia and I sign off because they are the new goat couple and um look Joanne seems like she's she's pretty evil but sometimes we make mistakes and we learn from them. And I think Kate is going to, Kate's going to go on a journey of self-discovery and I'm just so, so there for it. And they've like, it's so, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm just dying. I'm dying to know. So like, if, if you think, if you think about line of duty in the same way as you think about sex in the city, which I know loads of people are doing, obviously, you know how like in sex in the city, it became quite like, self-referential like the longer it went on and it kind of like became quite meta because it was so self-aware of the kind of discourse surrounding the show that it kind of like became a meme of itself before memes even existed I suppose and it would like yeah they would write in particular storylines or plots or kind of points of view or character developments that were, in my opinion, in direct response to kind of criticism or public discourse or attitudes um, that have been kind of that that had evolved as the series had had evolved. So, for example, there was something about like Carrie being like not that sexually adventurous or like being quite chaste for somebody who's meant to be like this this sex columnist about town and then eventually in like series four I think Samantha's like you're a sex columnist you're quite prudish you know and it was like a thing because like finally someone had like said said it but I'm just wondering if maybe they've been they've been like doing 
a focus group about what people have been thinking about line of duty. And I'm really hoping that this is off the back of listener feedback because I just listener feedback, audience feedback, because I just think how great. And they've started like putting Kate in a lot more like queer outfits, I think. Like putting her in just like, I don't know, some like some like quite queer jumpers and like, like like a stripy polar neck which I thought was quite queer and um she keeps putting her hands in her pockets a lot which as we all know is a very queer thing to do and I just felt like it was it was getting teed up and it's gonna happen and it's just very very exciting to me and you know let's just see how it plays out because you know Sunday night prime time viewing we've wanted this for years it's going to happen and I just get a lot of satisfaction out of that if you cannot tell. Absolutely. Do you know what? You deserve it. You know, you wait, we wait all this time. I um, I haven't watched the new uh, season yet, um, but I, I might I might tune in. It's maybe especially if some, some queerness happens. Um, I, I enjoyed the first, however many thousand there were, but um, I just don't really have the desire to watch it at the moment. But I'm sure that, you know, if I'm in the mood for that kind of thing, I'll, I'll get around to watching it, I'm sure. And obviously, always uh, absolutely happy for there to be a queer storyline, especially with someone who is near called Joanna so you know it's it's really the dream so yeah that is a very good thing to live for so uh, so what are you longing for well I was trying to think if I've done this longing before but it bears repeating and I am longing for a Cadbury's cream egg I'm not sure you ever have done that as a longing a longing for so um and uh, yeah no I'm not sure but even if you have who cares it comes around every year so why not you're allowed to long for it again well, exactly. And I haven't had a cream egg yet this year and I want one. And it reminded me, and I'm sure I've talked about this, but it's like a, a real visceral memory I have from uni of us all buying each other cream eggs. Do you not remember that? Maybe it was Sophie. I can't remember, but like... I know that rings a tiny bell, but most of like uni memories are tiny bells for me. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it would always be like, it would always be like around those few weeks and months, like around Easter, when it would be like time to cream eggs. And whenever I would like be going to yours or knew that I was seeing you or like, or Sophie was coming to our house, we'd always like bring each other cream eggs. Yes, no, that that does ring a bell. I can remember that. I can remember like you turning up and giving giving us cream eggs. I can definitely remember that. Yeah, no. Oh, how how nice little Easter buddy. That's so nice. And I was thinking like, oh, how cute of us. But um, yeah, because remember they used to come in like the sleeve of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I have not actually had a cream egg for a couple of years. I like. I can only eat maybe now like one cream egg a season because they're just so intense. <laughs> it's like they're a bit too like much for me what I want from like a chockey these days. So, you know, this is the... <laughs> yeah, well, interestingly, it's for the same reason. It's probably not a chocolate that I would gravitate towards, but I think it kind of like transcends what I actually like just to be like a thing that I need to to experience once a year a few times in spring so that's what I'm longing for and I mean to be honest I would be longing a lot more to be uh turning up to your house presenting you with a sleeve of three cream eggs and not having to wear a mask but um we can't we can't have everything we want so um all in good time I suppose yes patience is a virtue I've heard and whilst you obviously don't agree with um consuming overly sweet treats Lucy there's obviously other things that you don't agree with and it's time again for another week 
and another. I don't agree with it. What don't you agree with this week? Oh, why, thank you, Olivia. Obviously, I'm sweet enough these days, so um, don't always need uh, the middle of a cream egg to make me uh, even more saccharine than usual. Um, But what I don't agree with this week, it's very silly. And actually, weirdly, just before we started the official podcast, we were talking about something which very much fits with my I don't agree with it. So I'm sure you can splice that in at some uh, opportune moment during whilst I talk about this. So my I don't agree with it is um, a specific horrendous um, movie that I've been reminded of recently this week. So um, this weekend... um, I was, uh, I went to a protest in town with uh, my flatmates on Saturday and um, we were walking towards this protest um, and then Adam was like, oh, I've got this, I've got this, look what I've got in my pocket. And I was like, what? And he had a DVD in his pocket because they'd been to see a friend uh, earlier in the day who had been like, have you got a DVD player? And then given them this DVD for a specific movie. And he showed it to me and I recoiled, I recoiled in disgust because it is a movie that um, my ex-girlfriend once told me about and she made me like look it up. And I was like, what the hell is that? That is so terrifying to me. And it is the movie. I don't know if you know it um, or if anybody listening does, but it's one of the most horrendous things I never want to see is the movie Coneheads. <laughs> do you know about Coneheads? Yes, I do know about <laughs> Coneheads because um, my my friend <laughs> my friend once got her... Um, her highlights done with one of those caps and I like did a face in a hole of her as a cone head and she was very angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so like cone heads one of those absolutely just like a Lucy Cecil list of like uh too uncanny for its own good makes me freak out a bit makes me feel a bit weird um and he just like pulled this dvd out of his pocket (laughs) i was like oh (laughs) don't show that to me ever again and he was like oh apparently it's like a cult classic that like should be that's like underrated and i was like well you can watch that when i'm not in which is like never obviously but when i'm when i'm busy (laughs) so um i absolutely don't agree with Coneheads. So um, that's why I don't agree with it. And I think that our conversation from earlier would fit perfectly right about now. Can I, you just reminded me of something. Um, what What is it that's at the beginning of a computer game where the guy goes, let's wrap this joint at the beginning? What is that? <laughs> I've just had a memory from like 25 years ago. I don't what? think I know that one. What is it off of? It goes, let's wrap, let's rock this joint. Yeah, like that. It's very 90s. Joint. Um, It's like a little like sting and someone does it at the beginning of the game. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's like not, maybe it's like not even the the game. Maybe it's like. Oh, it's from the mask. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. I think. Second, one second. <laughs> Ew, it's really long. I can't. I want it to just be short. You're right, this one's seven seconds long. I hate the mask, as you can imagine. Yeah, I can absolutely imagine that. Is that it? <laughs> Did you hear that? Um, I kind of heard it, and I think that is it. But why? I'm gonna send it to you for your nightmares and mine. Okay, thanks. Yeah, the mask was one of those things, a bit like Michael Jackson, that um, freaked me out, but I was interested in it. 
Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that the weekend. We were talking about like, because um, I was feeling not well. We were talking about like sick movies and like what what you used to watch as like sick movies when you were little yeah. and stuff. And um, one of the things I used to love watching was the like um, real life action version of Alice in Wonderland, which like is everything I hate and terrifies me like because it's all uncanniness and like freaky shit but for some reason it was what I wanted to watch when I was ill like what is that (laughs) I was a great self-saboteur when I was um yeah I'm like RuPaul me and my inner saboteur were very close friends as 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 youngsters and I had the the top three the top three things that I did that about were the mask Michael Jackson and the movie Hook oh my god hook yeah well i loved hook in a genuine way but um uh, i get i get that that could be the same thing absolutely yeah rufio 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 movie hook (laughs) was so scary to me and not even the movie like just hook yeah i know what you mean yeah i i have uh, that exact thing with uh with um yeah yeah with the mask with um with that Alice in Wonderland. I just don't know why I would, it was, it was the thing that I always wanted to watch, but it's hard. Like the thought of watching it now, like free, like makes my skin crawl. What is the live <laughs> so action? weird. What is the live action Alice in Wonderland? It was like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I don't know we used I... to have it on VHS, like taped off the telly. So I would like put that on when I was sick off school and like for, fast, have to fast forward through the like adverts. But for whatever reason, that was the the thing I wanted to watch and it's just like thinking about it now is like making me feel a bit sick so okay well we we'll the weird one on and actually start the podcast <laughs> oh, right. so Olivia um now that we talked all about things that weirded us out and uh, but that we couldn't get enough of as children um what do you not agree with this week um well this week Lucy um I think most people know that we are now bereft on the Thursday nights because the final of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two finished last week. It was an amazing season. Um, It has been um, pretty much universally enjoyed by everybody that I have spoken to who's been watching it. And like we've always said, it's been a real kind of fail safe appointment to view moment that we've all been able to enjoy for um, many weeks in the pandemic. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, RuPaul's Drag Race UK. And um, they crowned the winner last week, and the winner is Lawrence Cheney. And apparently, I mean, I haven't sort of experienced this directly, but apparently there has been a lot of, like, hate and upset about the fact that Lawrence um, won, and um, to the point at which, like, other queens have been coming in defending her. And um, I don't think that Lawrence actually... Um, made reference to the fact that they had won for a bit of time, like on any of their socials. So obviously like didn't feel probably that confident and that maybe, you know, what should have been this really positive moment was kind of robbed. I I hope that's not true, but obviously when you don't hear from somebody when they've like won this big thing, you do wonder like, has it been like spoilt for them? And it's just like, you know, I think that, we all love to talk, people who watch Drag Race all love to talk about it and everybody's got opinions, but I think it's just so important to remember that it is just like a show and it's going to be fine and don't make somebody feel rubbish and that, you know, they're not worthy when clearly they've like worked really hard, been a really, whether you like them as much as Bimini or whatever, I just think it's in really poor taste to be, um, to be doing that, especially like within our community where we're supposed to be kind of like 
you know lifting each other up and this is something that you know is such a queer celebration that's now sort of coming into the mainstream and I just think it's like it's not a cute look for any of us to be doing that so um I don't I don't agree with that I mean um I absolutely loved loved Bimini Bimini the people's princess like we all we all know that we all absolutely um agree with Bimini as an absolute babe of the show but I also think that um Lawrence did a really really good job and massive congratulations to her and I think you know she is a deserving winner as well yeah absolutely I agree it's not nice to see um internet hate or hate of any kind against somebody who is just you know like did a good job and uh you know got to a point and yeah maybe they're not your favorite and they and your favorite didn't win but like it's not nice to just be horrid about it and especially like you say when you remember that it is just a reality show it's just a game and like um I think that you know ultimately with reality shows it's not like you know it's not always like the person who wins who might be doesn't mean that you have to win to be successful as it were so you know I wish everything's a success for Lawrence Cheney but I'm absolutely sure that Bimini and Tastes will like do really well out of this because like any any you know reality show is about coming and making your mark and and being seen as a person and then like you know people falling in love with you which due to like social media and stuff now all it takes is making a name for yourself becoming a character people uh knowing and hearing about you and that's that's what you need to do and and like people like Bimini and you know Tace as well have done an incredible job of that and um are very much incredibly popular and will go on to succeed so it's not like the end of the world that they didn't actually win um you know and also I think that like yeah, you, you just you, you don't have to win to be successful. I mean, look at One Direction about that. Like, um, in and I think to take that and then be like spiteful towards somebody who did win, who absolutely you know deserved to win as much as anyone else. You know, did loads of work and is a very good drag queen. Like, why why be horrible about it? Just celebrate that it existed at all and that you got you got to know any of these drag queens. Like that that is the joy of it. So um, yeah, it's sad to see, and I agree with not agreeing with it. Um, I personally don't agree with it, the fact that it's over, and I very much miss. Um, I mean, I miss Tace already. I mean, Bimini was my like people's princess you know winner kind of thing but taste has been a pure delight uh, every week to see her like um her like video reactions her like oh, she's just so funny like i i just i cannot like uh, it just makes me laugh so much just the way that she is and how funny she is and how and she's also just so she's good she's funny and she's like nice and kind and like you know seems to care about the other girls and stuff like in a nice way and i will miss her very very much yeah i'm gonna miss her like looking down from like under her eyes like this in the in the like diary room um saying loads of like absolutely rare things um and talking about beans no she is definitely um definitely a hun for the ages and I think it was maybe on yeah it was on her Instagram um I was watching I was watching their stories and they were they were talking about having like lost their phone and finding it again and stuff and they were talking about Snatch Game and which other characters they were like thinking of doing and one of the characters that they were thinking of doing was Nessa from Gavin and Stacey and I just think how good would that have been how good would that have been oh oh that would have been so good i mean they did do a stunning um god i can never remember her name but what's what's her face from Captain kim but yeah. um i uh, yeah that would have been so good i can see them doing that absolutely perfectly so um <laughs> hopefully you know someday we will get to see that uh nessa in, in the flesh i'm sure that lots of people are reacting very positive to that positively to that so 
probably a little video of that that is not far around the corner. So we all know that your track of the week and my track of the week, let's face it, next week will be the whole of the Lil Nas X album. That's absolutely fine. But until that time, Lucy, what is your track of the week this week? Uh, Well, yes. Okay, so my track of the week this week is, um, so it comes from um, Jeff Rosenstock, who is like uh, a punk rock uh, stalwart, has been in a bunch of bands and stuff, and then now does his own... um, solo stuff and um i've listened to him like a bit over the years like you know a song here or there i really lent into his uh, newest album which is called no dream which came out last year 2020 um and there's a couple of really great tracks on there if you're into sort of um any sort of punk rocky stuff um and the song that i'm going to choose as my track of the week is uh called fame or fame it's all like spaced out but i don't know if he intended it to be fame or fame who knows but either way that's what it's called um and it's just a really great like punk rock track and it has one of those things which I think all like good punk rock songs should have which is like a really great like refrain near the end where you can just like you know shout shout it over and over um and that refrain is you will not control which you know so punk rock we love it so uh yeah I can imagine I've been screaming a lot in, in the car and I can imagine us doing that together so that's a nice uh fake memory for me to uh have about this song as well so that's my track of the week <laughs> what's yours wow okay um no i will check that out and try not to slip into a parallel universe my track of the week this week oh it's so many so many bits well right okay so <laughs> i'm not sure whether this is gonna land. yeah i'm not sure whether this is gonna land with you because of the fact that you were not living in this country at this point so you might not know who this is or you might and it'll be fine have you heard of the singer, the the 90s singer Louise? No, I don't think so. Unless oh. like, what what's her main track from the 90s? This is going to be- Is it so- your track of the week? Continue and we'll see. Yeah, this is going to be so boring for you then. But anyway, um, do you, you obviously know who Jamie Redknapp is because you know football. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know who Louise Redknapp is. That's Louise. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, do know who she is because we. Uh, she came on as a her, one of her songs from the '90s came on on a '90s like music video channel the other day, and we were like, "Is that Louise Redknapp?" But we ha- we weren't aware that she was a um, a singer, as it were. I just know her as Louise Redknapp off of uh, Spouse of Jamie Redknapp until recently. So um, yeah, please tell me all all that you know about Louise. Oh well, Lucy, she actually had um, her own burgeoning career as um, as a pop star, probably from like nineteen ninety four to two thousand, early two thousand, something like that. And I remember, like, when I came back to live in the UK, um, Louise was one of the singers that, like, and she was also in Eternal, obviously. So if you know Eternal, then you know who Louise is. But anyway, her solo career was probably like, was probably one of the first pop stars that I was really like aware of when I was younger. And rather inappropriately, one of the songs that I really, really loved that she did was this song called Naked, which (laughs) I completely like forgotten about. But then I also can remember all words to all songs. Like I have a, a brain for useless things. And that is um, that is one of them. So I was just like in a 
in that space at the weekend and I went down this like Louise rabbit hole and I decided yeah so I was like in that space and I was like watching loads of YouTube videos watching the naked YouTube video and so many things in all of her videos are so funny to me that I've already started to compile a pre-drinks drinking game to all of the videos for like when we can see each other again and there are so many things that I just know that you'll find really funny and naked is amazing and it has this like amazing dance that they that they do which I've decided that if I ever get married and get married in that really like specific way that American women do where they have like 12 bridesmaids and they all wear those like matching um satin dressing gowns that like have the name of like team bride on the back and then they do like some kind of they do like some kind of performance you know at the reception and you like they always put them on like you've been framed and America's funniest videos where like they do some kind of like showcase dance well I decided if I ever wanted to get married in that specific aesthetic um it would be it would be the the dance routine from naked that I would personally want to do as, as the bride because it's amazing So that's what I'm going to do for my imaginary wedding. And then I was just being really obsessed with this song and just thinking about what an absolute bop it is and watching all the dance moves for like, you know, when the time comes. And then I was reading the comments because I really have nothing to do on a Sunday. And then people were commenting being like, I'm here because of Pepper. I'm here because of Pepper. I'm here because of Pepper. And I was like, why are all these people here because of Pepper? And I was thinking, well, there can only be one Pepper and that is Pepper Pig. And anyway... I got into this like internet wormhole and I found out the writers who had written Louise's song Naked had complained, I think like lodged some kind of legal complaint to Peppa Pig because Peppa Pig had released their first album entitled My First Album. And there was a song on it, which was called, um, I believe, Peppa Party Time. And if you listen to it, It is the exact tune to Louise Redknapp's Naked, but it is on the Peppa Pig album. And apparently it was settled out of court and they are now named as contributing writers on Peppa Pig's Pig's My First Album because they had unwittingly incorporated the exact tune into Peppa Party Time. Um, Olivia, that is uh, insane. That's so much information that I cannot even begin to comprehend. I mean, there's all this Louise revelations. I can't wait for the drinking game, which I'm sure will be amazing because we've always uh, written very funny drinking games. So I'm sure that'll be very good. And um, I guess we'll have to round out the drinking game with listening to Peppa's Party as well, uh, just to make it the full experience. Yes. And there are also plenty of opportunities in the Louise music videos for like... um... (laughs) You know, so, you know, like when, when in the past we would watch the Olympics and then find our girlfriends. Yes. There's, there's also a lot of opportunities for that. And like finding like, finding like all of your ex-girlfriends and being like, there's your ex-girlfriend, there's your ex-girlfriend, there's that ex-girlfriend. Oh my God. She, she, there's such a gay aesthetic to the Louise Redknapp music video. And honestly, you're going to have the best time and I'm really going to enjoy writing this drinking game for us all because and giving you a real introduction into the absolute wealth of uh, entertainment that you're going to find with Louise because she's amazing and actually like there's so much stuff in all of her videos where you're like wow 
Louise did it first. Like one of them, she's wearing this like amazing red cat suit. And that was in 1997 in one of her videos. And then Britney Spears comes out with, oops, I did it again, wearing the red cat suit in 2004. Coincidence? I think not. Oh my God. Louise, that Louise really did do it all first. I, I'm so intrigued to watch these. That will be so much fun. And I cannot, cannot wait for that. That will it, it's it's a dream. I love that. Um, this is your this is your girlfriend, this is your ex-girlfriend. Yeah, we do. This is your girlfriend, this is your ex-girlfriend. There's no better game than that. Yeah, we still do that. We do that in this house with certain things, like when we're watching like sports and stuff. So we all have like football boyfriends and stuff like that. So it is a fun thing to do <laughs> absolutely and um, so i cannot wait for that and um, that sounds amazing i what what a track of the week what a saga what a story what a what a place in time what a tale as old as time yeah i'm gonna have to send you the um the naked one after this so that you can like get primed because otherwise it'll be too much for you absolutely okay so it sounds like for those of you who are louise stands then you've been doing some good in your life and for those of you who still need to get up to speed that is your homework between now and next week we've given a slightly shorter episode this week to give you more time to do your due diligence so we really are here for you and know what is best for you and it's that so please go and do that and um let me know what your favorite louise track is because um i can talk about louise all day as you probably uh, have gathered but until that monumentous occasion we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next week bye, bye. welcome to queer longing a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community i'm olivia taylor and i'm lucy Cecil. I've got I've got to start thinking of things. Right, okay, wait, okay. Uh, I feel like there's like a 15 second gap before you say, and I'm Lucy Cecil. I'm just like, what are you? No, I did it quick then, didn't I? I think I did it quick then. (laughs) It's like I'm Olivia Taylor, and you're like and I'm Lucy Cecil. That is literally you.